1: From Pennsylvania Avenue to Main
0: Street, Scott Inez tackles the hot topics like only he can. It's time for Inez Inez Says. And away we go. I thank you for joining me here on the Inez says podcast. I am Scott Inez. Thanks so much for climbing aboard today. You can find the podcast in Apple Podcast Spotify. You can also find it right there on the front page of the WDBO app and join me on the radio each and every weekday morning with Orlando's Morning News, all the traffic and news and weather and information you need to get you going on a weekday, 5 to 9 a.m. every single weekday on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. Stream us right there in the WDBO app. Well, President Joe Biden giving his State of the Union address on Tuesday night. The president saying that the State of the Union is strong, is it? I wonder what Brian Kilmeade has to say about the speech. Well, wonder no more. You can hear Brian every weekday morning after us, nine to noon on WDBO. Here's that chat with Brian now here on the Inez Says Podcast. Brian, Sarah Huckabee Sanders and her rebuttal last night said the Biden administration is doubling down on crazy. Does that about sum up the Joe Biden State of the Union for you last night? What did you think?
1: Well, number one, I liked where he started, saying a salute to the new people. Too bad he forgot that Senator Schumer is a majority leader. Big difference. Uh, but, you know, I like the way he opened up. Kevin McCarthy, congratulations. And, hey, uh, good luck, Hakeem Jeffries. And Nancy Pelosi did a good job. Kind of made it conversational. I would say that he seemed relaxed. He ate a lot of words, but I expected that. I, I'm stunned at seven lines on China and not a word about the balloon, not a word, not, a, not a, uh, a note, not a letter about Afghanistan. And then didn't bring up crime. At all. Uh, but just did bring up as if it's a raging situation with uh, cops killing people with the numbers are infinitesimal when you look at uh, when you look at uh, the interactions with the American public and uh, Tyree Nichols family there. That was appropriate. That was nice. But that's an aberration. And he did uh, salute cops. are so has to do way too much. But we are you should use that as a recruiting call. Also, the state of our armed forces, the recruiting is down across the board. He could have been uh, using that as a launching pad, but blaming billionaires and millionaires as if Bernie Sanders, uh, he was channeling him, is just inaccurate. If you take the top 1%, they're 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 paying 67% of all the taxes in the country. Top 10% are paying 73%. So uh, Republicans should be hesitant to go at them with that because they're not voting for Republicans, but the millionaires and billionaires actually fueling the country, I would look to inspire them to do more, not vilifying them for saying they're not doing less and just saying inaccurately that they're paying 8% on taxes. That's if you look at unrealized gains. So if you sell everything you own. Uh, You could pay taxes on it. But if you're holding it, you don't pay taxes. Those are the rules. That's not a scam. So got shouted down when he brought up uh, Republicans want to get rid of Social Security and Medicare and Medicare. Yeah, uh, Social Security and Medicare. That's just not true. And they got shouted down. It's like, okay, I give up. But he didn't get rattled. I give him credit for that. So I thought Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I know most of everyone hasn't listened. I'll play some cuts. She was fantastic. Yeah. And also talked about the culture problem. I mean, you guys are witnessing it now in Disney. But, you know, with that cartoon that Disney put out, you know, basically 1619 to the 10th power. It's disgusting. So the next generation yep. hates America. It's disgusting. And, you know, them taking their, their autonomy status. And she brought up the culture problem that men, you don't commit to a gender. Men can get pregnant. Uh, all this crap that's been shoved down our throats. You know, the president didn't bring it up, but he's presiding over
0: it. I was really impressed with Sarah Huckabee Sanders last night. Her message, I think, was twofold. It's time for fresh leadership, number one. And number two, it's time to stand up. And and we've heard this from Ron DeSantis in this state many, many times. It's time to stand up to this whole crazy, woke culture that has really taken over the Democrat Party in the White House right now.
1: Yeah. And she did, you know, uh, she did talk about Trump a little bit. And she's saying that we won and we traveled together. The response he got from the troops leaving on Christmas. Day and showing up, leaving your family behind. It shows at forty years old how much experience she actually has I mean at eight year olds she's sending out flyers for her dad, uh, which he witnessed in the governor's mansion, which he saw with Bill Clinton uh, the, the president and the former governor of Arkansas with the president you know with the governor who's her dad. It shows you how you know it, it shows you how much he's done at forty years old she's going to be formidable in a couple of election cycles, especially if she's productive as governor, uh, but just brought up a little bit about the, the Trump years in a very respectful way in which no one cared about we did but uh, most of the press didn't but the stuff they did and stuff they were able to accomplish it made it look good for Trump when she did come out and say new generation that sounded like Chris Mm -hmm. Anunu that sounded a lot like Nikki Haley so you know and I had Kellyanne Conway on yesterday it's going to be fascinating uh, to to see this debate it's almost a, a family debating it out because these guys have been on the same side for so long and I'm just trying to read in between the lines at almost all her remarks.
0: Yeah. She told stories last night. And by the way, the stories did not involve corn pop. But hardly even a mention of China from Joe Biden last night. And to have the gall to address the fentanyl crisis, Brian, when he's the main one responsible for not closing the border to this poison. I mean, what color is the sky where Joe Biden lives? Is it all gumdrops and lollipops here?
1: It was unbelievable that he went on the border. And that's why it sounded like the House of Commons instead of the House of Representatives. Because people, are, are you kidding me? You're talking about comprehensive immigration reform when you won't even build the wall that we paid for. That you don't want to, uh, you don't want to support border patrol, but vilify them. Never apologize for it. Uh, will not. You have a vice president refuse to do her job. We'll talk about that too at some point. Mm-hmm. But refuse to do the job and preside over this, basically like Mike Pence did and the Secretary of State did, and uh, like his Homeland Security Secretary did under under Trump. So she just didn't do it. I mean, for whatever you want to say about Joe Biden, at least he tried as vice president. I don't think he ever turned down something, as far as I know, from Barack Obama. This this woman does nothing. And then he brings up the border, how successful his policies are. That took guts.
0: This was the great unifier, though, huh? I mean, this this was the guy who a couple of years ago he said he was going to unite the country. I don't see any unifying going on here. I think he's lost it, and I know a lot of people thought that this would be the kickoff to the 2024 campaign for Joe Biden, but how in the world, like, the man can barely make it into the House chamber last? How can any allow him to run again? He's not fit, Brian.
1: He is uh, going to run again, but the numbers are stunning. I mean, do you see how many Democrats? Uh, listen to this. The Washington Post... Uh, reveal that even among Democrats, a majority prefer the president not run. The president could point to significant gains; they don't see it. Thirty-six percent of adults says he accomplished a great deal. Sixty-two percent who say uh, he accomplished not much or little. And what's worse is two-thirds of independents say little or nothing. So his approval ratings at forty-five percent, pretty bad. He hasn't been over fifty since Afghanistan, nor should he. But when you see only 32% enthusiastic about him running again off for the Democratic side, how can he do it? And then the next question is, who's next? And that's why I believe it's an orchestrated hit on Kamala Harris. Mm -hmm. They're going to try to reassure people that the next generation's right there in the office to help him, and they can't, because Kamala Harris has been hideous. Mm -hmm. Her own staff hates her. The ones that stick around despise her. No one will say anything positive about her. Jim Clyburn, Elizabeth Warren won't even go to bat for her. Hillary Clinton says basically she's fallen short really can't get elected, so there's going to be a push to get somebody young and promising wherever that is, next to him to have him run. That'll be the next story, I think, in the next three weeks.
0: Yeah, I think it's been interesting because we've seen the hit pieces from Elizabeth Warren from the New York Times on her The Washington Post. Like you said, Hillary Clinton has come out and basically said she's she's not ready, she's not fit uh, to be a leader in this country. So, d- do you think that that has been a, a coordinated effort by the left to to do that now, Brian?
1: I don't think there's any question because it's not the Washington, you know, the Free Beacon or the Mm -hmm. Washington Times that's writing this. These are not, uh, you know, it's not, Mark Levin that's talking about this. Because I, you, know, you could talk about her, her pe- terrible job performance all day. You could talk about her 36% approval rating all night. But when you see in the New York Times long features about how inept she is, and remember, she was a terrible candidate. She's been horrible in interviews. She doesn't give any. Horrible in press conferences. I mean, there's a blooper reels here that would make Dan Quayle look like uh, Winston <laughs> Churchill. so I mean, it just, I mean So that's what they're trying to do. I think they know they can't move Joe. But what if they got then someone promising next to him? And I don't, I don't think the transportation secretary is promising. The guy was a terrible mayor, and he's a terrible uh, secretary of transportation. So I don't know if that's it. I, I don't think that number two would be the governor of California. His report card's terrible. He looks the part, but that's it. So where is it? Shapiro in Pennsylvania? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You can't replace a white guy uh, with a with a woman of color. Uh, there goes the glass ceiling resealed. So Val Demings, failed candidate for uh, to take on Marco Rubio. I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. So I, I look for a maneuver behind the scenes because yeah. I don't think they can move Joe out.
0: Thanks to Brian Kilmeade for appearing on the Inez Says Podcast today. That's going to wrap it up for the podcast. You can join me on the radio each and every weekday, Orlando's Morning News, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. I'll see you next time.